0: What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brant.
1: And this is Rick Brant, and we are the Brothers Brant.
0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Another great episode of the Brothers Brant podcast. 157th episode, right here, right now. And we are featuring Super Bowl 58 preview. Uh, Rick, this is easily one of our favorite times of the year. Uh, the championship Sunday was done. We've had a couple of days to stew and think about the games. And now we're moving on to the big showdown in the desert in Las Vegas, Rick, the Super Bowl is going to be played on February 11th. This not this Sunday, the following Sunday, the Niners are playing the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs who are looking to be the first team in 20 years, 20 years, to repeat as Super Bowl champions. It's the first time the Super Bowl is going to be played in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Easily the premier sporting event next Sunday. Uh, This is what the world has been waiting for. They're going to get our insights. They're going to get some fun tidbits about Super Bowl. And uh, we'll definitely bring up our shenanigans at the Super Bowl we went to. Rick, thoughts?
1: Rob, this is our favorite day of the year, Super Bowl Sunday. We've had the honor and the privilege to be at a Super Bowl, to witness it firsthand. The spectacle lives up to the hype every year, okay? This is something that the whole world tunes into. And for various reasons, folks' eyes are going to be glued to the strip in Las Vegas for this year's Super Bowl. And it's a rematch, Rob, of the 2020 Super Bowl. These teams played against each other four years ago. Now, granted, many of the players may not still be in uniform playing for the organizations. But the two teams, Niners and Chiefs, took the field in South Beach and it was an epic football game. My wife and I actually rewatched its entirety last night.
0: You got a hell of a wife right there. If I did that with my wife, she she she'd be like, "Get the hell out of here. We ain't watching a game that we know the outcome to from 3 years ago."
1: <laughs> and listen, that might be the case, but that's how that's how much the family loves the Super Bowl here. We wanted to go back and see What the game plans were and relive. Yeah. So let's just talk about, let's go back just a few few years and then we're going to dive into this year's Super Bowl. So uh, a couple key factors here. Uh, You still have the same coaches. So that's a big element. If the coaching staff was different, I'd say maybe throw it out the window, but you're going to have coaches in Kyle Shanahan who were, he was in his first Super Bowl leading the 49ers four years ago. He's going to come in with a similar mindset, but probably learn from some of the mistakes and missteps that they had along the way. And then you've got Andy Reid, who's like this icon, Hall of Famer. And four years ago, he actually got his first Super Bowl victory when he led the Kansas City Chiefs to the championship. He had coached many years, as you remember, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course. And then coached, I think, in three Super Bowls uh, as the head coach. Uh, prior to getting his actual ring and so no Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback for the 49ers no Tyreek Hill at wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs but what was interesting was the game was so close and I'm talking a couple small little breaks here and there would have made the difference in the 49ers were actually up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter this was a back and forth first half and then in the third quarter, the Niners pulled away with it a little bit, but the Chiefs scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Um, they converted several key fourth down conversions. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, you get a stop on fourth and one, total different outcome. But instead, they convert, they score a touchdown, a play later. Um, those were some big factors. And it ended the Chiefs' 50 year championship drought. Uh, they have since gone on to this will be their fourth Super Bowl appearance in five years. Um, Mahomes threw a touchdown to Kelsey four years ago. Wouldn't surprise me if they he did it again. And Mahomes went on to become uh, the Super Bowl MVP, his first of two Super Bowl MVPs to this point. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to touch on uh, the Super Bowl from 2020. It's not common for... Uh, Organizations to play each other this frequently um, amongst one another. So and have so uh, many
0: returning returning members to the to the party. Um, Now, Rick, uh, I do want to get into this year's Super Bowl, and thank you so much for beautifully recapping four years ago. Because you're a guy that that puts in the work. He, you're studying tape. You're getting paid the big bucks to study the tape. Late at night on a, on a Tuesday, and and you're mapping out schemes for Shanahan and Andy Reid, dude. We gotta love it. Give you applause. Give applause. or applause, when you,
1: when you when you think of junkies, when you think of junkies, I want you to think of me, okay? You're, you're a football guy. You're a football. Guy. <laughs> right, that's right. I I live and breathe and die football. My wife is is quite sad that Sunday will be the final football game. For about sev- seven months. So yes. we, uh, we um, are going to relish right. as much as we can in this last one.
0: Uh, that's a little pun right there because I put a little hot dog on the relish. Now, we're going to get into this year's Super Bowl, but uh, I'd be remiss, Rick, if we didn't just share with our listeners our favorite things of our Super Bowl experience. And for those of the OG Brothers brand following here, Uh, This whole podcast got started because of the pandemic. Uh, March of 2020, May of 2020, somewhere in there, we wanted to relive all of our hilarious shenanigans of how we would buy nosebleed tickets and get onto the field. And uh, the Super Bowl, the 2014 Super Bowl was that for us. It was the Patriots-Seahawks. We flew out there for the entire week. So the game's on Sunday. Rick and I boarded a flight on Monday, Barely escaped the snow in North Jersey and got down to Phoenix, Arizona, and we had an absolute blast of a time. Uh, now, Rick, I'm going to ask you for your favorite memories, and we'll do go through Super Bowl Media Day and all that. We won't spend too much time here. I want to get on to the the uh, the preview. But uh, I was recanting with Shelby about how phenomenal our ticket ticket situation was because. She was like, how much are like tickets for the Super Bowl like two days ago? And I looked up and I was like, 10 grand. It's like 10 grand with fees. And, and she's like, how much should you guys pay for your Super Bowl tickets? And I was like, yeah, we got the hookup of a lifetime. Uh, 500 bucks a pop. Uh, I couldn't pass it up.
1: <laughs> it's true, Rob. I think that was probably the biggest reason why we ended up going out there was – um, Through a friend, we were able to score some sick tickets for an unreal price. It's ber- ba- basically free at this point. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. We lived the Super Bowl experience the way all people should live the Super Bowl experience. You should go out there a full week. There is so much stuff to do. The NFL hosts the best party. There's so much fanfare absolutely You're not gonna be short of things to do and you'll get acclimated you will have feel felt like you've totally immersed yourself and experienced all that is Super Bowl week and Rob we got into it we got yeah. into it real deep
0: so I'll, I'll talk about the uh, media day give a little glimpse of that and then we'll we'll just talk about the the game for a quick second but um, so Rick and I one of the funniest stories we have is we got we we bought these media day tickets so back in the day they don't open it to the public anymore um but the, in the day they, they let you they let you buy like 30 dollar, 40 dollar tickets and you go in the main entrance of the basketball arena so this was like the phoenix suns arena and you just go and sit in the lower bowl and they give you headphones you can plug into your phone and, and listen to all the different interviews that are going down on the field and rick and i were like you know what like why don't we just wear suits? Good things happen when you wear suits. So we're like, let's wear suits. We had some Patriots uh, ties on. We had some lapel pins. And we're like, all right, let's get there early. And this thing kicked off, I don't know, like call it 10 o'clock. We got there at like seven thirty eight in the morning. Everyone's packed outside the arena. They're not letting anyone in yet. Everybody has Seahawks jerseys on, Patriots jerseys on. We have suits on. So we stick out like sore thumbs. And Rick has a microphone that we brought from home that had a cord that was plugged into nothing in his pocket. And I had like a little padded pencil, just like I was going to take some notes. And we were going to walk, this is like the craziest story to ever exist. We were going to walk into the stadium and the plan was like, oh, maybe we'll find our way down onto the field somehow. You can't make this. A security guard comes out of nowhere and grabs us and says, excuse me, guys. Media entrance is on the other side of the stadium. And we were like, oh, great. We have no idea where that is. He goes, no worries. I'll take you over there. He escorts us around the stadium. I still remember this clear as day. It was clear, clear as day. It was a rainy day, gloomy day, Rick. And I'm, I'm tugging at your shoulder. I'm going, what do we do? What do we do? We don't, we don't have credentials. And, and you're like, shh, shh, shh. We're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So then we go. I'm like, all right, whatever. And they take us to the back of the like loading dock area. And we go through like what looks like TSA pre-check at the uh, metal detectors and all that stuff to the back of the stadium. And we're the only ones there. Everybody, all the other reporters are inside the stadium because they had to be there at like 6 AM, 5 AM. So we're late. So we're kind of hurrying to go through the metal detector. It's only us. And God bless the guy that was running the metal detector. He was like this 80 year old guy. And he, he didn't ask for any credentials. <laughs> he literally goes, hey, do you want to get your microphone calibrated? And we just go, oh, no, it plugs into our phone. Like, we're good. And, and he's like, okay, that's fine. And, like, we walk through. Nobody says anything to us about needing credentials. A couple state troopers look at us, and we just go, hey, thank you for your service. And we keep walking, and this woman greets us and says, hey, there's two ways to get down onto the field. You can either go to the lower bowl and walk down, or you can go down to the elevator and and go down and we're like, all right, cool. Sounds good. And Rick, do you want to take it from here and get, get my, give my lungs a little rest right here. I
1: do (laughs) want to take it from here and I do want to give your lungs a little bit of a break, but you are doing an outstanding job to describing this (laughs) story. So without further ado, I pass the ball back to you to get us down out onto the field. What what is this? A flea flicker?
0: I hand it off to you. You throw it back to me. Now I have to finish the job. (laughs) All right, so eh, I'll speed it up a little bit just because of time's sake, but this is a great story. So we go down to the lower bowl and we're like, oh, let's just like nonchalantly walk by the guy. Let's see if that works. And like the guy stops us. He's like, dude, what are you doing? Where are your credentials? And we're like, oh, we got to pick it from our manager. And he's like, the hell, you should have got this like months ago. And we're like, yeah, we got to see our manager. And, and he, goes, he goes, all right, well, hang out here. I, I can't let you down in the field. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And all of a sudden, we turn around, and who do we see just chilling there? Sal Palantonio and Ed Warner. Rick and I go up to him. We go, Sal, what's going on? Like we're best buds or something. Like we went to high school together. <laughs> like we yeah, know each you other.
1: These, you got these two ESPN reporting yeah, legends. Legends, legends they've been, in the game. They've been, they've been in front of the camera their whole lives. They're pros. They're a pros pro. Mm-hmm. And we're just a couple of fans. <laughs> we roll up like we went to college together. And, and yeah, the funny,
0: yeah, the funniest part is, um, uh, it's so funny. Like, without skipping a beat, Sal up downs us and goes, "Where are your credentials?" We're like, "Oh, we got to get it from our manager." And he goes, "Oh, wh- what paper you work for? Who do you work for?" And we thought it would be, we named a local paper back home in New Jersey. And then Sal just goes, oh, that paper. Yeah, that was the, we forgot that Sal was from Jersey. (laughs) I forgot that. I don't know if you forgot that, but like, he literally didn't skip a beat. And he just goes, oh, that was the first paper I applied to after NYU. And we just go, oh God, he's going to ask us if we know people and we have no idea like Yeah, John's still there. Yeah, Susie in accounting. Yeah. Like, and thank God he didn't get the job. He goes, He goes, Oh, I didn't get the job. You know, unfortunately, I ended up working at this paper, yada, yada, yada. And Rick, with the golf, (laughs) we don't even work for this paper. Rick just goes, Sounds like our career's starting off a lot stronger than yours did. And gives him a little (laughs) pat on the chest. I my I literally could not believe you said that to him. We got Ed Warner starts dying laughing at the joke.
1: We got the best picture with Sal Palantonio and Ed Warner (laughs) photobombing it. And then years later we we got them to autograph it and send it back to us. But shout out shout out to those legends.
0: Legends.
1: Uh for the sake for sake of speed, yeah. We essentially then found our way down out onto the f- floor. We uh we were literally feet away from Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all of the people from the Seattle Seahawks, and we just spent the day interviewing, asking all of these athletes questions that we had no business asking. And just for fun, we got the time of our lives thrill of a week. It was awesome, Rob. It was absolutely incredible.
0: And then we met some reporter, and she invited us to the Super Bowl Media Day party that night, which was like an epic, epic, epic event. And I told you that night, Rick, I was like, dude, we can fly home tomorrow, and I'd be okay with it. But we didn't. We stuck it out. We went to the Waste Management Open two days Met Marky Mark, met all the people out there. And then we went to the most epic ending in, arguably the most epic ending, crazy ending in Super Bowl history, Seahawks, Patriots, interception at the one-yard
1: line. Yeah. And we got to the stadium like really early that morning. Crazy early. So
0: like 8 a.m.
1: You know, and that to be is like one of my favorite things that we did because you could feel the energy in the city and just outside the stadium growing not only as the week went on but as the day went on and yes, as the stadium it's a patient filled up it is just rob i'm getting chills thinking about it so without further ado let's get into the super bowl 58 matchup and talk about the road in which the niners and chiefs have traveled yeah 49ers were the number one overall seed in the nfc they had the first round by And they hosted two playoff games against the Packers and the Lions. In both games, they had to come from behind. A little bit of a scare, but ultimately prevailed. And they found themselves representing the NFC.
0: You know, Rick, I'll interject right here. I was talking to dear friend in the pod, NFL, former NFL scout and analyst, uh, uh, Andrew Field-Baldinger earlier this week. And uh, he made an excellent point to me that I just want to, echo to our to our faithful uh the 49ers have only played two quarters of solid football in this playoffs they haven't shown up for six out of the eight quarters that they've played
1: Um, and that's great insights we'll get to that as we get a little bit closer to our predictions maybe you're alluding to something on your mind here for me uh you know these kansas city chiefs have they are well-traveled if you think back to the wild card weekend, they came in as the number three seed, having won their division. They beat the Miami Dolphins in one of the coldest games in the history of the NFL, absolute frigid conditions at home at Arrowhead, but then had to go on the road and take down the Buffalo Bills, then go to Baltimore, who was the number one seed in the AFC. And take down the Ravens. So they've gone out on the road. Um, and now here they are representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. The early point spread was two and a half points, 49ers. It's funny when these teams uh played each other four years ago, the Chiefs were actually a, a uh point and a half favorite um going into the game. And here we are now the four years later in the Niners are two and a half point favorites. So interesting storylines when it comes to that betting aspect. We're going to be in Vegas. I'm sure this preview is going to talk a little bit about some wagering. Rob, let's talk about how we got to Las Vegas and how this Super Bowl ended up in Sin City. Can you explain that? I've been a little confused by it. Sure. I'd be happy to. So the NFL, they award cities as the host city for a Super Bowl. And this is typically done four, five, six years in advance. It gives the t- city time to prepare and plan. And obviously there's a lot of accommodations that go into hosting a Super Bowl. Also a lot of promotion and things that take place, not just a few weeks or months, but a couple of years in advance. It's uh, quite an impressive ordeal. And so what happened was, this was um, back in early 2020, New Orleans was awarded Super Bowl 58. So technically, this Super Bowl could or should be being played down in the Bayou, down in New Orleans. But what happened was the following year, the NFL voted to expand the regular season by adding an additional 17th game. So it essentially extended the regular season, pushing the postseason one week later. And then, therefore, the Super Bowl one week later. And so, everybody's familiar with New Orleans and the Mardi Gras celebrations that that city prioritizes every year in the month of February. Well, because of the conflict in dates, like the February 11th Super Bowl that we're about to experience, it actually overlaps with all of the Mardi Gras festivities down there. Oh so the city of new orleans said thank you we appreciated you guys giving us this super bowl a year ago but it's gonna hamper our ability to be good hosts we can better prepare a year or two from now and so the super bowl and the nfl said let's let's do it let's go to las vegas we knew we were going to be going out there soon the raiders just moved out there they got a brand new stadium so next year's Super Bowl 59 will be played in New Orleans, and this year's Super Bowl 58 is heading to Las Vegas.
0: I love it. It's good stuff. Now let's talk about the
1: logo. We are geeks when it comes to logos, and this logo might get all the geeks going. Get the geeks going. Geek Squad. Geek Squad. Uh, So the Super Bowl
0: logo is very much seamed with Vegas in mind. You have the Las Vegas city skyline, the Strip, and iconic Vegas sign. Now, traditional Roman numerals, that's standard, uh, but they're slanted inward to evoke the architecture of the Bellagio and the Wynn Resorts.
1: Yeah, you're going to see this logo all over creation Uh, over the next week. Uh, specifically on the field during the game and you'll be able to see some of what you're talking about there rob yeah it's gonna be cool we're just fans of little nuances like this so uh, keep our eyes kicked out for that the, festi-
0: for the festivities kick off i'm gonna tell them Beautiful. Beautiful. The annual nfl honors award show on that thursday so that's gonna have the mvps that's gonna have uh, the Walter, oh no, Walter Payton Man of the Year is at halftime, isn't
1: it? Is it halftime? Well, they'll recognize him at halftime, but uh, we'll they'll be it. announced during NFL Honors. The MVP, who's being inducted into the uh, into the Hall of Fame yeah. in the coming summer, so it's just fantastic. And as you talked about earlier, the I, parties,
0: the extravagant parties. I mean, you're you're in Vegas. The parties are going to be uh, ten out of ten, eleven out of ten. Uh, it's going to get pretty wild. Uh, start celebrities everywhere, just like just like any Super Bowl, but even more so because it's Vegas. Uh, and the game's going to be televised on CBS with Tony Romo and the fr- our friend of the pod, Jim Nance, calling the big game.
1: Rob, this uh, Jim has talked on this podcast specifically about how he just hasn't gotten a close Super Bowl. He's he's called many Super Bowls in his career. He's been a part of final fours and masters but he's still out there searching for that one close iconic super did, bowl. C-
0: did CBS not have the rights last year with the Eagles and the
1: No, Rob actually they did not. It rotates. So you've got the various networks that NBC, Fox and CBS coming up actually in a few years ESPN was actually going is going to host a Super Bowl. Oh. Super cool. It's on a rotation basis, and so Great. Jim hasn't drawn one of those straws, but we're rooting for him. Uh, this year, more so than ever, Rob, the media, the advertising, it is going to be uh, just so much more than it ever has been. I saw already there's a hotel and casino in downtown Las Vegas on the Strip. It's called the Luxor Hotel. Yeah. I think I actually stayed in it like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it can project graphics outward. It looks like a pyramid, like a triangular pyramid. And it straight up is a Dorito, like a Dorito. (laughs) And it has the Dorito logo on it, but it just is a Dorito. (laughs) And that's like hilarious. And you're going to see so much funny stuff like that over the next couple of days as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl 58. They're already reporting that a 30 second commercial will go for $7 million just for 30 seconds.
0: I mean, Taylor Swift kind of helps too with this whole thing.
1: So let's talk about some of the entertainment here, Rob. Let's get into it. Uh, Break it down for our listeners. What are you most excited about here?
0: Oh, say, can you see? The, Don't national, much. the, the national Anthem is going to be performed by Reba McIntyre. Uh, America the Beautiful is going to be performed by Post Malone. Andra Day is Lift Every Voice and Sing. And the Halftime Show is going to be Usher. A
1: little bit of everything. And maybe a little T-Sizzle. Maybe a little little Taylor Swift action in there. Come on now. Don't get us too excited
0: here. Maybe. I'm just kidding.
1: All right. All right. Well, that is part of why everybody enjoys watching the Super Bowls, the halftime show, all the fanfare, the commercials. But I want to get into it now, Rob, about the football with you. I want to get down to breaking down the X's and O's talking about the game itself and, and the venue that it's going to take place in. So As you mentioned earlier, the Las Vegas Raiders, their home stadium, Allegiant Stadium. It was built in 2020. This venue seats 65,000 fans. It's got this iconic silver and black exterior right along the Las Vegas Strip. And there's an 85-foot torch in honor of the franchise's late owner, Al Davis. This flame... Burns in memory of his influence on the team and league. And this game will be played on their rolled in natural grass field. So, a lot there that I just threw at you, but uh, essentially, it's a brand new stadium, first time ever hosting a Super Bowl. They've got some unique features that help this stadium stand out, and one of which is going to be the actual grass that is going to be rolled in underneath the stadium is getting sunlight as we speak outside the stadium and come game day, will be rolled in and the players will step onto that field and do something that they've dreamed of since they were little kids. So cool. So cool. Rob also unique about this game is that it is going to be officiated by Bill Vinovich. Now, What's hilarious about this is I feel like the NFL planned this. Bill Venovich was the head referee four years ago when these teams played each other. So I'm sure he's a great official. In fact, he's been refereeing for over 23 years in the NFL. So he has logged decades worth of experience. But I find it hilarious that he is now also going to be a part of this quote unquote rematch from four years ago it will be his final career game as a referee and it's going to be his third super bowl refereeing so one other fun fact about the refereeing is that there's a referee that people haven't heard of his name is terry killens and he is not one that has wears a white hat and you know announces to the entire world the offsides or the false start penalty but he's one of the um members of this crew and what's neat is he used to be a Tennessee Titan linebacker and he played in the Tennessee Titans Super Bowl when they played the St. Louis Rams and he will become on Sunday the first person ever to have played in a Super Bowl and to officiated one as well so um, really kind of pretty sweet uh, trivia fact there. His name is Terry Killens, linebacker for the Titans many years ago, and now he's going to be on the sidelines with a whistling yellow flag. That's
0: pretty awesome. That's cool. That is very cool. All um, right. Without
1: further ado, come on now. Bring it on, Robbie. Light on us.
0: San Francisco, this is their sixth Super Bowl or eighth Super Bowl appearance. They've won five Super Bowls. They've lost the previous two that they've been in. If they win Rick, they will tie the New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers with the most Super Bowl victories uh, in the NFL history, so which would be six. So you had three teams tied at six. A fun fact is is they had the most electric offense this year, okay? Uh, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey are making their first Super Bowl appearances. Debo, George Kittle, uh, Kyle Uscheck, we're all on the 2020 Super Bowl losing team, okay? Uh, them and head coach Kyle Shanahan are looking to totally redeem themselves uh, for their 49er faithful. Uh, Nick Bosa, Randy Gregory, and Chase Young anchor the defensive line, in and in front of the linebackers, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Uh, I think Gre- Greenlaw uh, is someone out for this game on the on the on the 49ers. He had a stinger. Oh.
1: We'll have to check it when it gets closer, right. but I'll tell you what, yeah. if they if they have a pulse, they're going to probably suit up. This is the Super Bowl. This is yeah. the granddaddy yeah. of them all.
0: And Jake uh, Moody is going to be the kicker. He's, he's a pretty savage kicker.
1: Yeah, and a lot of these guys, like you said, were a part of that team years ago. Yeah. Great defense. Uh, their offense was actually the best in the league this year, led by Christian McCaffrey, and it's so versatile. Tell me a little bit about these Kansas City Chiefs and what they have going on.
0: So this is their sixth Super Bowl appearance, uh, fourth in the previous five seasons. They are turning into the Patriots of this era. Um, They had the best defense this season. Their founder, Norma Hunt, which is Lamar's wife, passed away in 2023. The organization dedicated its season to her. In 2023, Kansas City defeated... my beloved Philadelphia Eagles in a ridiculous game that was definitely not a pass interference call, but nonetheless it was. Uh, 38-35, Harrison Butker with the game-winning field goal. Uh, Most of the defending champion roster is still intact, and they're back, ready for glory again, uh, with several of the 2024 Super Bowl teams. So it's, it's Patrick Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl. He's got two MVPs already, Rick two in four super bowl appearances this dude has hall of fame written all over (laughs) uh tight end travis kelsey and wide receiver McCole hardman running back clyde edwards alaire and isaiah isaiah pacheco new jersey native himself from rutgers who's been an absolute beast he runs like the ground is on fire uh defensive tackle chris jones will be the impact players to watch Um, Rick, let's get into your prediction. Give me your prediction on this game.
1: A lot to unpack right there, Rob. And, uh, you know, interestingly, uh, last fun fact for the listeners out here is that you have a coach, as we talked about, in Kyle Shanahan and a football player for the 49ers who you mentioned earlier, Christian McCaffrey. These two are going for their first ever Super Bowl victory. What is the coolest thing, I think, is that 20-plus years ago, both of their fathers won three Super Bowls together in their careers, and now their sons are on the same team just like they were, Ed McCaffrey and Mike Shanahan and those legendary Denver Bronco teams. Now their sons decades later for the San Francisco 49ers have an opportunity to win their first Super Bowl together. I just think their dads will be in attendance on Sunday and they'll be rooting for their kids to do something that they did back 25 years ago.
0: I think that's so cool. That's I mean doesn't get much crazier than that. <laughs> the the
1: storylines are endless. This this Super Bowl 58 should be a doozy. Um, I foresee that San Francisco is going to pull out the victory. I am going out and predicting that the 49ers will win this game 37-27. to 27. It'll be a tight game. They'll be back and forth. They'll be big plays. I think that Christian McCaffrey, this MVP-type player who's right now currently in position for possible MVP of the regular season. I think he could potentially lock in the MVP for the Super Bowl itself. I am accounting for four touchdowns. Okay. I think this man is going to run wild. I think he's going to catch for a couple and he is just going to be all over and leave everything out on the line. The Chiefs are going to do everything they can to make it close. But here we are, Rob. The 2020 2024 season and the super bowl 58 is going to the san francisco 49ers and the bay area faithful 37 27 what do you say robbie
0: rick vegas knows all that is a great prediction i love it just give me points man just give me some offense give the world some offense right that's what we're dying for 37-27. 37-27. I respect it. I like it. Look, I told you my prediction earlier. I'm gonna recap it again. But let's look at what Vegas thinks is gonna happen. Vegas thinks the Niners are favorite two and a half. The over under 47 and a half. So they might think that this game's gonna be 24-20, 21-23, 20, something like that. They think it's gonna be a, 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 a in the 20s. Okay. Rick, here's the prediction. Here's the game flow. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the game flow, and then we're going to watch this, and you think Rob was out of his goddamn mind. He's an idiot. Don't take any advice from him. They're going to be like, we might have a wizard on our hands. So I'm just looking at these stats and all this stuff. You got Christian McCaffrey pegged at going at 87, 90 yards on the ground. The over-under on his carries are 18 and a half. Rick, he hasn't hit 18 and a half this entire, like for the past five games, six games. Vegas thinks he's going to be running the ball a lot. You got Brock Purdy slated for 242 passing yards. He's gone over that number four or five, four out of the five past games or close to it. So his number's low there. You got, Christian McCaffrey's number high. And then you got Patrick Mahomes slated to go for 267 in the air. An air attack. You got a ton of stuff happening here, okay? So let me break this down for you. San Francisco's going to start with the lead, just like they did. Just, just like they, well, not just like they did four years ago. Uh, but they're going to start with the lead. Christian McCaffrey's going to rack up ground yards, ground yards, ground and pound, ground and pound. They are going to be up. I would say 17 to 10 at halftime. They'll be up 17 to 10 at halftime. And then they're going to be up 24 to 13. Okay. 24 to 13. Then they're going to be up 24 to 20. Then they're going to go up 27 to 20. And then the chiefs, are going to score a touchdown to make it 27 20 or 27 27. And the Chiefs are going to kick a field goal again. It's going to be 30 27, almost identical to the to last year's game. Chiefs win.
1: 30 right. So Travis Kelsey will be kissing Taylor Swift under the confetti, I hear. And that's exactly
0: what they want. The NFL wants that. That is a storybook ending
1: for the NFL it is it is robin just as a conspiracy theory you are alternative
0: way of thinking
1: this is quite charming and uh would love to see that but i think we're going to be in for a really good game regardless of the outcome we appreciate your degenerate gambling betting insights
0: that's what i'm I'm here for you know you need all angles
1: you need me i gotcha well done well done It's been a great podcast. It's Super Bowl 58. It's episode 157. It's the Brothers Brandt podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the game. I'm Rick Brandt. I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for
0: listening.